Welcome to Big Persona Pod After Hours. Um, we are doing a rapid turnaround test. The Doppler Weather Service Station, located in Wakefield, Virginia. Um, you know, as you guys can probably hear, it's me, Taco, Zach. Call me what you want. And on today's episode, we have a very special guest. Not guest, really, but very special person in the room. Go crazy. Landon. Well, uh, I'm, I'm the I'm the audio uh, audio editor and soon to be a video editor as well. Um, I uh, should I do like uh, the <laughs> should I do like the the this is my first day in class like rundown. Yeah. Like give two, us a, two cool facts about myself. Give us an icebreaker while I get climbed upon by a cat, which I'm enjoying, by the way. Honestly, it's a vibe. It adds a whole new layer to the show, honestly. <laughs> it adds, it adds like, uh, it adds suspense. Like you never know when that tail is going to swipe the microphone. You never know when the butthole is going to be right up close to your mouth. Yeah, it's that's the best part about having a cat is butthole being directly in front of you constantly. I I call that one butthole roulette. Yeah, honestly, especially when you have two cats. Oh yeah, you're just sitting there and you're just waiting. The for odds the are the odds are higher. Yeah, and it's uh, it's never fun. It's always stinky, smelly. Don't lay on the keyboard. That's the worst thing you could do. But uh, yeah, so two two fun two fun facts about me. Um, well, first off, I graduated from VCU with a degree in broadcast journalism. Hell yeah. Um, and then. I guess another fun fact is I went to high school with Gabe and Taco. Um, didn't really hang out with Gabe that much. We were on the JV football team together. He was too cool for me. Never talked to me. It's okay. I'm fine. I've moved past it. Yeah. Uh, Taco, uh, I uh, was really good friends with like your freshman, freshman, sophomore year. Yeah, basically. Am I like senior, junior and senior year? Mm-hmm. Uh, we wanted to go. Uh, we wanted to go watch movies a lot. Uh, you did show choir. I did stage crew. Um, it's a lot of fun. We had good times. There's a lot of uh, a lot of drama, a lot of drugs. Not with you. <laughs> Not with you, but with uh, the stage crew. I was uh, like, I was like, when? <laughs> oh yeah, no. I guess I shouldn't be throwing the stage crew under like that. Well, yeah. nobody. Well, I guess our listener base is primarily yeah. like people who know us, but. Do what you Roxanne, want. no. <laughs> Do you think Roxanne listens to this? I'm not going to say her last name just I, because. No, I DM'd her or she DM'd me a couple <laughs> years ago because when the whole like, I almost said the whole Black Lives Matter thing, like a complete Powhatan person. Um, but when, you know, the protests were going on, I was marching in Chesterfield and I actually met her older sister. Mm-hmm. So she DM'd me and was basically like, hey, um, uh, that's what she said. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> what a reaction to the Black Lives Matter. <laughs> okay. So basically she DM'd me and was like, hey, my sister, man, we maxed out that audio. I'm not, I'm just not even going to look at it. I'm not yeah, going to worry, worry about it because it. it's going to make me anxious. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Um, she did me and was like, hey, my sister told me she met you. I hope you're doing well. And I'm not going to lie. Like, 
Her sister is an attractive lady. So maybe I was like, haha, your sister, she's hot. <laughs> and then she didn't respond. Yeah, I feel like that's the one thing you shouldn't say to like getting back in touch with like one of your teachers or like, well, coaches. I didn't mean any harm by it. I, I mean, you were just being I was straight just, up. I was just being me. And yeah. I'm not going to not tell her that her sister's hot just because she used to be my teacher. That's fair. Right. So, yes. But we did we did show choir things together. We saw movies. Mm-hmm. Power Rangers. You're, such, just... you're so crazy. You're crazy, <laughs> you're so girl. Crazy. Girl, you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, we saw Power Rangers. Um, we also, like, we we used to hang out more than just that as yeah, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's my background uh knowledge um i guess i should like talk about what like got me into music because i'm not one of those weirdos that just doesn't listen to music you know what i mean yes um so i feel like i never i didn't really get into music until probably like uh my sophomore year in like high school um, and it was because I used to work at a, mo- a movie theater. Uh, you worked at it. it Shout out Regal. Regal Westchester Common Stadium 16. Absolutely. Fucking. Hell on earth. Yeah, it's hell on earth. But uh, the people that work there, some of the greatest people you'll ever meet. Deadass. Um, Suffering as a group. Unbeatable. It's, it's honestly the best thing that can ever happen. You trauma bond while mm. the trauma's happening. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you're there at one o'clock in the morning. You have an AP exam the mm. next morning. And you're you like, I have an AP do. exam. And people are like, okay, fuck you. I okay. have an AP exam too. Fuck you. Um, I'm going to eat popcorn out of the trash now. Yeah. And there's like, can I take two trash bags worth of popcorn home? And then uh, Emmanuel's like, no. And then you're like, can I have some corn dog nuggets? And they're like, no, you can't. And no, you have to like, spoil those out. And then you're like, <laughs> you sit there like a little raccoon hunched over the <laughs> hunched over the tray, just shoving your face with corn dog nuggets. Uh, but yeah, uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Regal. Yes. Westchester. Uh, I worked with this guy named Zach Morgan. Um, he was he's like two years older than me, I think. Um, and he was a super cool dude. Um, like he introduced me to like so many artists that like I genuinely love now. Like, um, he introduced me to, uh, LCD sound system, car seat headdress, arcade fire, like all of these kind of, uh, bands that like I now, uh, truly identify with. And, um, it kind of put, gave me a foot into like discovering my own kind of music taste. Cause like, before that, it was like fucking. Um, let's listen to this Trace Adkins, and Bruce Springsteen, Red Solo Cup, baby. I feel you up. I feel you up. Let's have a party. Let's have a party. Yeah. Um, so that was like my music taste before that. Um, also, like a lot of like Cage the Elephant. I feel like Cage the Elephant's the first band that I ever was like, this is this is me. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is what I want to be. And then, like, you go down, like, Arctic Monkeys, here we go. This is what I want to be. So edgy and cool. Yeah, so, like, that was, like, my freshman year. But um, after that, uh, oh, jeez, please. Yeah, sophomore year is when I really, like, found my footing. Um, and, like, I kind of, from, like, sophomore year, I got really into, like, alternative indie 
uh, electronic kind of music, um, which then became uh, an obsession with like Indietronic and uh, hyper pop and uh, abstract hip hop and uh, experimental hip hop yeah. that I am now. Yeah, I'm white. What about it? Exactly. Uh, Don't question it. Yeah, that's uh, those, are, those are like the four genres. If you go up to like any white person in a mall and you're like, what are your four favorite genres? They're like abstract hip hop, hyper pop, fucking indie tronic and ex- experimental rap. And then they're like, what's your favorite rapper? Oh, probably like JPEG Mafia. Peggy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I fall into that uh, that uh, statistic, I guess. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think um, after my senior year in high school uh, and going into college, I uh, I think that's when I went through like the whole like abstract and experimental hip hop phase. Mm-hmm. And like, I know this is going to sound like cringy now. I don't know. No, I don't know if it's cringy. No cringe. There's no cringe. No cringe on the pod. I feel like I don't think it's cringy. Some people think it is, but like that's when I went through my huge Brockhampton phase. That's totally okay. Yeah, my my freshman year um, in college, I listened to Brockhampton like every single day, and it was like they're not like super experimental, but they're different enough enough. and like different enough to be like, oh, like this is so like edgy. To like kind of like hold chain on my neck. Fly as a jet. Fly as a jet. Boy, better treat him with respect. respect. Yeah. Um, So I remember um, Brockhampton really got me into that. And then I went down this whole rabbit hole. And that's when I discovered like people like Danny Brown, uh, JPEG Mafia. Yeah. The the high pitched uh, rapper, Danny Brown. Sounds like Alvin and the Chipmunks. And that's okay. You know what? It's great. I love Danny Brown. Um, but yeah, so that's when I went down that whole rabbit hole. And uh, I feel like that's when like I found like kind of like my genre. And that's what I really love now um, is I really love experimental and like abstract hip hop. Like I love Earl Sweatshirt. I love Danny Brown. I love JPEG Mafia. I love Ma Comney. I love um, Mike. Uh, I love let's throw some more names out there there's a wiki let's um, get them all on the pod <laughs> let's have like a whole like a uh, party with like Earl sweatshirt jpeg mafia danny brown yes. be on the next episode let's just reach out to them let's get them in here what are they gonna say no, no. <laughs> i'd like to see them try who wouldn't be on this podcast we're like five episodes four this this would be the fifth episode, I believe. Yeah, we're five episodes in. We've we've established a reputation. We have a clear like line of exponential growth. Yeah. For sure. We went from like sixty three listeners the first episode to like thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's like really good. <laughs> that's so good. And better yet, like Nothing feels better than rating your own podcast five stars <laughs> on Spotify. Yeah. Nothing. I, I, I feel like pressing that like button on every episode mm-hmm. gives me such a boost of a serotonin. serotonin. I'm just like, I'm sitting there. I'm like, yes, yeah, somebody likes the podcast. It's me, but it, it's somebody me. did it. I love listening to my own I'm voice. I'm going to go look at the stats later. <laughs> just going to say somebody liked it. I'm just going to forget about it. I mean, with all the stuff that I put in my body there's a chance I actually do forget that I like the episode. 
but yeah, um, I guess that's like really like my uh, my my history with uh, music. Um, I think I think for me, music is like a super um, important aspect of my life. I connect so many like memories and parts of my life to music and uh, it's such a defining characteristic of who I am and it's helped me grow through so much. So um, uh, it's definitely one of my favorite art forms and probably my favorite art form now. I used to be really into movies, uh, but I've, I've kind of strayed away from that and now I'm really into music. You know, my hyper-focused ass uh, really changes up every now and again, but yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's, my, that's my spiel. Well, thank you, Landon, for your spiel, Spielberg. <laughs> That's a film reference for those of you who didn't get it. Yeah, he directed uh, fucking Star Wars. Ready Player One. Ready Player One. Uh, if you think of a movie, there's probably like a 33% chance that Spielberg <laughs> directed it or had his hand in it in some way, shape, or form. All right, guys. Top two Steven Spielberg movies. Ready Player One. E.T. BFG. <laughs> ET2. ET Jaws 4D. Jason X. Uh, Freddy versus Jason 2. <laughs> Predator versus Alien. Pulp Fiction. Psycho. Citizen Kane. <laughs> A Clockwork Orange. Ah. <sighs> Bad Boys 2. Transformers. Dark Side. (laughs) Dark Side of the Moon. All these Spielberg classics, obviously. I mean, and we can just keep rattling them off, but But we won't. That would be the whole episode, you know? (laughs) And we don't want to do that. Um, But Landon, no, seriously, on on a serious note, thank you for allowing me into your space and making time in your day to uh, be on the pod. And I hope we can make this more of a routine thing and i'm sure that g gabe mm-hmm. whatever you want to call me <laughs> that's, that's my, pretty good that's impression. my best game impression um i'm sure that he would say the same thing mm-hmm. so hopefully one day soon we can all get in a room together and be like the beatles minus that, one fuck ringo we don't need ringo you know what i mean bro don't say that <laughs> the ghost of ringo star even though he's still alive <laughs> Oh, John, you know, I said, I said to him, I said, I'm just going to sit back here and play the drums. It's like, octopus garden. I like making songs about the ocean. Mm-hmm. They're what, like, you go, Ringo. What if I played the drums while you guys maybe did some songs or something? I'll, st- I'll stay out of the way. If you want me to be on the tambourine, I'll play the tambourine. Peace and love. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah. So yeah, we uh we, we won't have a Ringo. We'll just have the three talented ones. Right. And I'm sure we can think of another you know what? Heim. We're Heim. We're Heim. We're literally Heim. Shout out to Heim. Let's get this Heim is the most the serious I've ever been in my life on the show. When I say let's get blank on the show, mm-hmm. which we should when we make merch in two years, mm-hmm. we'll we'll get a Let's get we're at like episode 70 and we have like 80 viewers a week. We'll yeah. Be like, here we go. Let's get, let's get blank on the show. That's going to be our new shirt. 
Um, but seriously, let's get let's get Heim on the show. I would love to. I am in love with all of them. Uh, I I'm gonna be honest. Uh, I'm I remember you told me to listen to them. I think my my senior year in high school, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'll listen to them if you listen to Chaos Chaos, and then you listen to Chaos Chaos, uh, and I never listened to Heim, and I haven't listened to Heim ever since that day. I'm not offended. I'll put it to you this way. I don't remember listening to Chaos Chaos. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was dating my girlfriend at the time, um, this is how I'll put Heim's music to you. You look at me and you see maybe like VCU guy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what your perception of me. I don't know what your perception of like what my music taste would be. Mm-hmm. Probably rap. I would, I would be like, that guy likes Kanye West. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. Goat. Um, but I was in the car with my then girlfriend and we were riding down Cary Street and I put Heim on and the windows were down and she was like, can you turn this off? <laughs> and I was like, what? And she was like, I don't know how you can listen to something so normal. God. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she was like, it just doesn't sound like you would listen to this music like at all. Like, I don't I don't know how you think this is good, which. Heim, if you're listening to this, I love you guys. Like, please don't get she's my ex-girlfriend for a reason. But I actually broke up with her right then and there. I kicked her out of the fucking car. <laughs> Let the efforts fly. Um, but they're like the sister band equivalent of like the 1975. Yeah. It's, it's probably like the most vanilla, like my music taste gets, Mm -hmm. but I still think they're very good in that regard. And I love them. And I think you would enjoy them. It's just very like chill. Like, I mean, I I don't know if I would call it chill, but it's like almost radio music. Mm -hmm. Just like alt pop. Yeah. Indie pop at times. It's good. They they got some twang in there. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit of folky twang. A little bit. Not as much as Faye Webster, though. I yeah. see you're wearing the Faye Webster merch. Of course. I saw her live two or three weeks ago, something like that. She played... Charlottesville? Anim- yep. She played Animal Crossing music. Yeah. She played that at her set in D.C., too. So. Uh, did she play Kingston, but with Animal, Cross- Animal Crossing? Oh, no. I don't think so. That was fantastic. Oh, she did okay. a K.K. Slider cover of Kingston. Okay. As the encore. And it was the best moment of my life. And then she brought a yo-yo person on stage. She did that at yeah. ours too, which I was a little, I was a little confuzzled because she was like, you guys, this is a really special moment, but I'm actually going to, this is going to be like a, the only time on the tour that I'm going to do this. I brought out one of my favorite yo-yoers. And at which point I was like, I don't know much about Faye Webster other mm-hmm. than I love her music. Yeah. And she's cool. Did not know she liked yo-yos because I had like a big yo-yo yeah, phase. I remember. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I remember the yo-yo phase. And then there was also a Rubik's Cube phase. There was like a Rubik's Cube phase for every other boy in yeah. Powhatan. Just sitting in the back of class. <laughs> uh, can you get your fingers off my cube? You're using my cube wrong. Um, 
but she brought out a yo-yo and I was like, that's really cool. But it kind of broke my heart to see that she brought out another yo-yo at Charlottesville, but it wasn't the same guy. So yeah, it was a, it was a different guy. Yeah. That's uh that kind of reminds me when I saw JPEG mafia, um, in DC, he was like, I don't do this like often. Like, uh, this is like one of those songs that a lot of like my real fans know. And like, uh, I, I can see that you guys like really know my music. I'm going to play, uh, my cover of Carly Rae Jepsen's Call Me Maybe right Let's now. Go. And he did it. Uh, and now every time I go on TikTok and see a JPEG Mafia show, he's singing Call Me Maybe. And I'm like, you fucking liar. <laughs> you lied to me. You made me feel good, Peggy. You, you sat there and fucking belted out Call Me Maybe directly to me. Gaslit me. I only do this for you. Do you, you, you he held me? my chin. Do you think you know me? Yeah, he held my chin, whispered, do you think you know me in my ear? I. And spit in my mouth. If I speak, <laughs> if I speak, I might. The thought of that might have mildly aroused me, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, So have you seen anybody else like recently live? Um, No, I'm seeing uh, car seat headrest uh on Saturday. Okay. Um, which is my favorite band of all time. Um, seeing them on Saturday and then I'm seeing big thief, uh, for the third time, um, August, April 21st, um, which is another one of my favorite bands. You know, that's like real backwater, like folk, like I listened to it and I was like, I, this is not what I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's like real backwater, just like, John Prine, like fucking Blaze Foley type of folk music, blues, and uh, it's really good. I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm seeing them for the third time. Um, and then uh, I saw one of my favorite concerts that I think I've ever seen uh, about six or six months ago. I saw Injury Reserve uh, for their tour of By the Time I Get to Phoenix. With the pretense to that is that by the time we get to Phoenix is uh, by the time we get by the time by the time we get to Phoenix yeah by the time we get to Phoenix is uh, kind of it's the final album from Injury Reserve because uh, one of the three members Grogs passed away from alcohol poisoning um, a year prior um, and they were working on the album at that time. Um, and the album took a very dark shift after he passed away. It's a very abstract, very kind of moody, uh, uh, just kind of meditation on grief, loss, death. Um, and it's a very beautiful album. But on their tour, they played the album front to back mm-hmm. as a kind of like memorial for Grogs. And the entire show... Um, is like a light show almost like uh, every every light is perfectly paired with like a different beat in the layering and the mixing and it's it's one of the greatest shows I've ever been to because I'm just sitting there and I feel like I'm fucking tripping sack because mm-hmm. these lights are just going in my fucking eyes and I'm seeing I'm seeing the angels of heaven right in front of me. Be not afraid. Yeah. And then I'm seeing the, the, the guy in like the, the fucking tall guy with the hat in the corner of my, the Babadook. The, the, 
<laughs> I'm seeing the Babadook out the corner of my eye and right. it's looking behind me. I'm like, I'm kind of scared right now. But then I'm like, oh, the angels are right in front of me. Right. Uh, that's the best way to describe that is like, there's moments where you're like, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever witnessed in my life. And then there's moments where I'm absolutely petrified. And I have no idea what's happening. Um, but yeah, that show was, uh, it's, it's so good. It's like a once in a lifetime experience um, that... I'm uh, I'm probably gonna go see again in July because they're coming to DC. Um, because I just I want to I want to get that feeling back because that feeling was like it was something else. It was like magnifique, mm, magnifique. Stop! You're culturally appropriating Italian and French people alike. That's a spicy meatball. That's we're we're really gonna alienate that audience immediately. This is the it's fifth a episode. Me, Mario. <laughs> That's racist, Landon. Fuck. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, that's really cool. And you make that sound. I've I've been seeing like, I think I've said it maybe on like a previous episode. I've definitely said it like to my friends. But like, you know, hip hop Twitter, you see things that kind of like catch on and you're like, oh, I should probably check that out. Mm-hmm. That Injury Reserve album. I knew that you liked Injury Reserve prior to uh, their last album, but... Mm-hmm seeing it catch on so much and spark so much conversation and stuff like that. And the way that you just described it, it makes me want to listen to it more. Um, So I'll actually, I intend to peep that. Yeah. Um, It's very good. I also recommend watching their music videos to that uh, album because I feel like it adds a different layer to it. Um, Very, very good. Okay. Just uh, go in. If you do listen to it, know that it's not going to be fun. It's It's not, it's not a fun listen what okay that gives me an idea cut to segue a little bit what are some albums that are not like fun listens Mm -hmm. that are not fun i think almost every death grips album with the exception of the money store bottomless pit is not a fun listen really i don't and ex-military i subject myself i haven't I will admit, I have not listened to Ex-Military. What are you about to do? Where are you going? Whoa. All right, there you go. That was pretty sick. Good job. <laughs> um, I haven't heard Ex-Military, and I know that that's like the most like revered one where everyone's mm-hmm. like... <laughs> that's, my, that's my impression of a Death Grip song. They're going to um, sample that in the right. next album. I hope so. Steroids. Um, but... I almost have to like consciously sit down and be like, I'm experiencing art. Like I may not mm-hmm. enjoy this, but I will enjoy it. Yeah. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's an example to me of like, uh, albums where I'm not having a fun time, but I'm having a time certainly. Yeah. And I'll take away from it. and I'll be like, yeah, <laughs> I heard noise for an hour. Uh, I feel like for me, I should like, I really love harsh noise. Uh, like the genre of harsh mm-hmm. noise. Um, and it's not like something that I listen to like when I'm driving in my car, you know what I mean? Like I'm going to put on some fucking Merzbow right now and I'm going to listen to just fucking noise. Mm-hmm. It's not something that I do. It's like when I'm trying to follow, it's like saw, it's like white noise almost, but like turned up to like six decibels and it's just like, Oh, like I'm kind of scared. Yeah. Uh, so like, there's a lot of like harsh noise albums that I've listened to and I'm like, ah, this is not a fun listen kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, and then, like, on the kind of, like, same kind of lane, um, but a different lane, 
there's a there's this noise album called Have a Nice Life. Um, oh, fuck. Who is it by? Your mother. I don't know. It's a it's like this kind of imagine like a alt rock band singing out of a well. Okay. Um, like and they're like, trapped. Yeah, like they're trapped in this well, and uh, there's like these like fucking ringing percussions, just like or not, I don't know, uh, booming percussions, just constantly like eating away at you. Um, but it's also like very beautiful music at the same time. Okay, I'll put like an example right here. This this is what being in a room with the editor is like. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's that's an example. Um, they they make very long songs and they make songs that take you on a journey. Um, and I feel like uh, I feel like there, there's a lot of albums that with like long songs on it that I'm like I'm I'm having fun listening to this. But I'm not enjoying it, if that makes sense. No, absolutely. Yeah. That's that's what kind of like describes like my relationship with Death Grips. But I I felt like the way that I was going to describe it would have sounded like pretentious, like which is my main fear of like be like, oh, yeah, I'm listening to music and I'm having fun, but I'm not enjoying it or vice versa. Yeah. Don't you worry. Do you know how many times I've been like, hey, listen to this. And then people are like, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, it's fucking it's. 100 Gex Money Machine. It's Sorry. high art. Every time, my biggest downfall as a human being is every time I get drunk, I'm like, you know what people would love right now? <laughs> Hyper pop. And then I put on like Sophie and like Dorian Electra, 100 Gex. And I'm like, you guys like this? And they're like, no, we don't. <laughs> and I'm like, hell yeah. It, it took me seeing Charlie XCX live to get into not only Charlie's music, but by proxy, because Charlie worked with Sophie so much, mm-hmm. Sophie and also Hundred Gex, mm-hmm. and I and if you recall, Hundred Gex opened for Brockhampton. Yeah, it was glorious. And that is by far the most uncomfortable I have ever been in my entire life. Was, they were just they were just banging on some keys and you're like what the fuck is going on because like i was just there to see brock hampton yeah. i didn't even know who uh slow tie was at the time that slow tie was more fun than the brock hampton show i think i to be i feel like we should preface that we were at the brock hampton show together we were at the brock hampton show together it was like a, a quarter of powhatan's population yeah. was there uh it was a hellscape it was it, for m- um, a plethora of reasons. Imagine like the most white people you've ever seen. <laughs> and then multiply that by three. Imagine a lot of like white people telling you that your taste in music sucks and uh, that their music taste is far superior than yours. Just imagine that. Right. And that's the room of people you're yeah. in. 
like uh, you're sitting there and like you're hearing a hundred gags for the first time and you're like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Which is what happened to me. Yeah. And then everybody else around you is like, what do you mean? This is like. <laughs> that is literally what happened yeah, to I me. I remember. I remember the guy. There was the guy. So they were like, you know. 100 Gex came out and I was like, these people look interesting. Yeah. And they brought out a tree and I was like, there's a tree. wearing there. wizard hats. Yep. Right and I was like, there's a tree on stage. And the, the there was a person behind me who was like, you don't know, that's the Gek tree. <laughs> and I was like, all right. And then they started playing the music and the crowd got very violent very quickly. Mm-hmm. And that was my second concert, third concert of no, no, no. Fourth concert of all time. Second concert in general admission. Mm-hmm. So I'd never been in a pit like that. The only other pit I had been in was Tyler. Mm-hmm. But even then, that's like a different kind of crowd. Yeah. Brockhampton was just people pushing, be, yes. trying to get to the front constantly. And it's like, hey, I'm trying to jam out to 100 Gex money machine right now. Can we all take a step back? And then uh, somebody threw up on the ground. Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> I remember that too. I remember that. Uh, I remember a slow tie. I think he was playing. He was playing his like bit from um, Igor uh, of uh, I think it's New Magic Wand. Yeah, where he's like, I see the light. I Dracula. see the light. Yeah. Um, he was playing that bit, and the pit opened up, and there was just a fucking pile of vomit in the middle of the pit. And everyone was like, "All right, here we go. Make way." By the end of the night, I'm sure everybody got a little bit of vomit yeah, on them. It was just like walking around. You hear like a little squeak every time you take a step. And Turns like, out the real friends we made was the vomit, vomit we stepped on along the way. Exactly. Yeah. But no, that crowd was absolutely horrendous. And that was my first experience with 100 Gex. I didn't know what I was listening to. And I just had a bunch of white boys behind me being like, you don't like this? And I was like, I... Personally, I don't, but now I do. Yeah. I work out to 100 Gex. Yeah. That's... Throw, on, throw on, like, crush my hand with a mallet, and you're just fucking doing some crunches, and you're like, oh. Stupid horse. Fucking... Yeah, stupid horse. Fucking ska wave four, and you're just... Yeah. I, I love 100 Gex when they do ska music, and that's what stupid horse is, and I love it. Everyone needs a little ska in their life. Yeah. And so what if it's hyper poppy? <laughs> Fuck it. Hyperpop ska sounds like if you were to say that to like a composer, they'd probably like, <laughs> they'd be like, Hey, so, <laughs> Hey, so, um, I've been like really like coming up with a concept for like my next album. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Uh, I've, uh, I've been listening to a lot of like, uh, bomb the music industry. And okay. Like, I've been, uh, really listening to, uh, as well as bomb the music industry. I've been listening to, um, Charlie XCX. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah I love Charlie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so I kind of want to take the the horns. Yep. The horns and like the reggae influence mm-hmm. from Bomb the Music Industry. Okay, so kind of like Ska, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And I kind of want to fucking smash that <laughs> together. Okay. I want to I wanna, like a 70 miles per hour each car going just fucking head on collision. Mm-hmm. With uh, the kind of uh, eccentric pop synthesizers of Charlie XCX, right. um, and I think that would be make a great concept for my album that deals with the loss of 
the loss of gender identity. Right. Uh, okay. So you want me to compose that for you? Yes. Do you want to know my opinion? Yes. <laughs> I'm not sure. So you want a ska hyperpop album? Yes. That deals with the idea. <laughs> um, excuse me. <laughs> that deals with uh, uh, gender identity. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're, yeah. I'll get to work. Yes, sir. Here we go. A five, six. <laughs> five, six, seven, eight. And then just imagine the loudest noise you've ever heard. Yeah, exactly. And then some screaming and some like random fucking hi-hats. And that's a moray. <laughs> when you're... When the moon hits your eye. High, like a big pizza pie. Hyper, hyper pop. I was going to say, hyper pop needs more Dean Martin. Yeah. I'm telling you right now. We need the Italians in on this. <laughs> that's honestly what we're missing. Because like... We we have we have the British right. They're they're kind of like the forerunners with hyperpop. Yeah, Toyota. Yeah, <laughs> Toyota forerunners of hyperpop. Absolutely. Uh, we need the Italians on it because you know when the Italians get their hands on it, Ooh, oh, that's it's gonna a be a spicy meatball. <laughs> Fuck uh, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna alienate an entire audience. <laughs> Italians are actively boycotting our yeah. podcast. Mm. I'm going to make sure, like, when uh, I'm putting the uh, episode up where it's, like, a tag. It's, like, when people search this, like, this is what will pop up. I'm going to make sure I put Italian at least four times. Italian. Yeah. And then put in quotation marks, people. (laughs) 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 Oh, Lord. I took Italian for three years in college. Really? Yeah. What did you learn from it? Uh, That the people suck. Yeah. Well, I don't know why I said yeah like I Actually, my teacher was such such a beautiful and kind soul really yeah she was very she was very very kind um don't remember a lot from the language um because i also skipped that class a lot that's fine um everybody does it i took italian cinema italian Mm. cinema slaps you got you got classics in there you got like bicycle thieves you got fucking um uh, amore um i could have i could have said that (laughs) You got a pizza pie. <laughs> you got a you got a Godfather. You got lasagna cat, which is just a uh, an Italian dub of Garfield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did, uh, um, I think I think my one of my greatest experiences in life was I went to I went to the Toronto International Film Festival. Okay. Like three years ago. And, and that's was, in Ontario, right? Uh, no, it's actually in Quebec. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I went to the Toronto International Film Festival. Uh, I saw that like weird needle that like Drake was sitting on that one time. Yeah, he was, was sitting like, right up on top of it. I was like, "What's this?" And that's that's the Drake needle. And like I was like, Drake. <laughs> He's up there. Um. But yeah, so I was I was just walking the streets of Quebec, Ontario, Toronto, Canada, <laughs> um, waiting for like my next movie to stop, and I turned the corner. Which Howard kid is that? Uh, I don't. It's not Bryce Dallas, but it's, it's Quebec, <laughs> Quebec, Ontario, 
Mon- uh, Toron- Toronto. Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I was I was just walking the streets. I know this has nothing to do with music, but fuck it. No, it's we're. I mean, honestly, Gabe's not here. Dad's gone. Dad. Okay. Oh, look at me. I'm Gabe. I'm gonna fucking pull. Out, <laughs> I'm gonna pull out a list of topics, and I'm gonna talk about those topics for about five minutes, and Landon's gonna have to like cut that out, and then I'm gonna take a big old pause in between each thing that I say, and then Landon's gonna have to cut that out too. Just kidding. Love you, Gabe. Um, Shout out to Gabe. Uh, but yeah, so I'm walking the streets of Quebec, mm-hmm. Toronto, Ontario, <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm in like their Chinatown area, and I cross over from the Chinatown area back to like just, hey, this is Quebec, Ontario, Toronto. Um, and then I uh, I look to my left, and there's a uh, Garfield restaurant, Garfield fast food restaurant. And uh, what is the main thing they're advertising? <laughs> what do you think it is? Can't be spaghetti. It's not spaghetti. <laughs> is it okay? Is it lasagna or is it a lasagna item? You're wrong. It's pizza. That's oh. the main thing that they were advertising. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Pizza well, I, and I feel like I feel like they probably didn't. You know what they weren't serving? <laughs> Do you know what they weren't serving? Have they read Garfield? I don't think Have so. Have they read any of the comics? No. Okay. They were not serving lasagna. Okay. That's the first question I asked. I was like, hey, you guys got some of that famous Garfield lasagna? And they were like, this is Quebec, Ontario, Toronto. No. We have Garfield poutine, if that yeah, suits like, your fancy. You want some fucking cheese curds and some gravy and some fries? And I'm like, no, that's disgusting. You Get fat that American fuck. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so, um, that was a very disappointing experience in my life, but it was also a great experience because I was like, a Carfield restaurant? That is really cool. Yeah, and it was, uh, like, the pizza was shaped like Garfield that they were selling, so, like, I guess that makes up for something. Maybe there was, like, some licensing issues where they couldn't legally sell lasagna. And, yeah, I, I asked them, like... As a joke, but also kind of like being serious, I was like, are you guys closed on Mondays, like Chick-fil-A, uh, for Sundays? And they were like, no. And then I was like, okay, can I get the Garfield cheese pizza, please? <laughs> I'll have an order of the Garfield cheese pizza, please. I'll have the Garfield meal, please. <laughs> can you give me the Garfield-shaped uh, cheese pizza? Please. Please. I'm, I'm from America. I'm from America. We love Garfield down here. Has Jim Davis been here? <laughs> have you ever seen I Think You Should Leave? Yes, but only a few episodes. Oh, my God. Okay, there's an episode that revolves entirely around Jim Davis. And it's uh, one of the greatest episodes of television that you'll ever watch. Um, But, yeah, back on track with music. Yeah, of course. That's what we were talking about. Yeah. When are we going to get a Garfield jazz album? Um, I don't know. I guess as soon as we get, like, a... First, I would need a Garfield hyper-pop album. Mm Mm-hmm. Just ro- get Robin. Uh, not Robin Williams. Sorry. That was so Rest in peace. That was so disrespectful. Oh my God. Uh, Bill Murray. Get Bill Murray. Just in the in the studio with uh, the Laura Less and Dylan Brady of 100 Gex and just let them go to town. There are certain celebrities where I'm like, yeah, they, they'll do anything. Yeah. Um, Will Smith, for example. Yeah. <laughs> Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me. <laughs> Yes, he did. One year I skipped the Oscars. 
I was like, I'm not watching the Oscars this year. And boy, boy, I bet you didn't hear the end of it. I did not hear the end of it. I woke up the next, I went to bed at like nine that night. I got home from work. I was like, I'm going to bed. I'm not watching the Oscars. I don't care. Wake up to like three missed calls, like two texts. <laughs> One of them was from my dad. <laughs> he was like, did, did you see Will Smith? <laughs> He got in one little fight and his mom got scared. <laughs> Where were you when Will Smith smacked the shit out of Chris Rock at the Oscars? I was snuggled up like a bug in a rug. I can't blame you. I also woke up and I saw somebody's post on Instagram. They were like, guys, I, I'm, I'm the secondhand embarrassment I have from this moment. And I was like, what? And I went on Twitter and I watched the whole thing happen. And I was like, yeah. And then after that, I saw everybody else's opinion about it. And I was like, yeah, I don't need to see anything else about this. <laughs> That's probably like the one thing most recently that I can think of where I don't have an opinion on it. Yeah. And Daniel Radcliffe said. I'm Harry Potter. He did say that <laughs> at one point in his yeah. life. Um but apparently he made a statement. He was like, I'm tired of hearing people's opinions on it. And I'm like, thank you, Daniel Radcliffe, yeah. for being the voice of reason. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Who would have thunk? He's, Swiss he's, Army Man. He's the chosen one. You know what I mean? Yeah. He played a dead corpse once that farted. You were the chosen one, Daniel. <laughs> Stream Kenobi. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> begrudgingly no okay we will get back to music how many okay we're gonna get back to music right now <laughs> how many how many songs do you think are gonna sample that slap that will smith or that are that like keep keep your yeah keep my... at least okay i'm thinking how many songs in general or like how many songs like that make it to like the mainstream the mainstream like what artist do you think would sample that first definitely gonna be a rap artist yeah definitely and like the the ghost writers are like working their asses yeah. off right now they're like oh. drake's just like sitting over them just like he's like <laughs> man make sure you make sure you you get that line about will right you know do you want your poutine or not do you want your poutine or not man I mean, really, like, you're not acting like it. Like, more tune on your head talk, you know? I need you to write down. I need you to get that Will Smith, Chris Rock line right, okay? Yeah. How are we going to represent Ontario, Quebec, Toronto? How are we going to represent the six if you don't speak about Will Smith, the Fresh Prince, the greatest rapper from Philly? Remember when he said that in his Meek Mill beef? Yep. Man, that was 2015. You know, my friend oh. called uh, my friend called Will Smith the other day the king of Detroit, <laughs> and I've uh, I've never laughed harder. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought that was uh, uh, I thought that was Pete Davidson. Oh yeah, king of Detroit, Pete Davidson. <laughs> he had a movie about it and everything. Yeah, yeah, it was re- it was really good. It was uh, directed by Judd Apatow. This is going to be the lowest rated episode <laughs> yeah. of all like, podcast history. Listen, it's Big Persona After Dark. Yeah. We're really just having fun here. We're spitballing. Like, um, I don't even do this. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not I'm not supposed to be on the microphone. Right, this is I'm why sure, they don't put me on the microphone. But I'm sure we're happens. all going to have, like, fun. Yeah. Or ha- we're having fun. People are going to tune into this and, like, 
tune like, off tune out of it tune out of it immediately <laughs> you're gonna be like what is happening right no this will be the fan favorite when we get to 70 episodes people are gonna be like remember that one time they got landon on the mic and they never got him back on never got them back on yeah look at that look at that look at that course correction all right <clears throat> all right so i have a few questions yeah um I just like to jot down every now and again, like conversation starters that may or may not be used on the podcast. I might just ask random people this, Mm -hmm. but, um, so let's say you're driving down a dark and rainy highway. Mm -hmm. This is a choose your own adventure (laughs) question. Mm -hmm. Um, you're driving down a dark and rainy highway. Mm -hmm. What are you listening to? Ooh, that's, that's a good question. Do you have an answer? Because I don't have an answer right yeah, now. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, that's my fault. I put you on the spot. Yeah, I was like, you need to let me process this. No, of course. I, I do have an answer. Um, And naturally, it's going to be 808s and Heartbreak by Kanye West. Really? I was going to say Yeezus. On, no, and that's the... And that's the cool thing about Kanye's discography. There, there are so many answers that you can get from so many varying Kanye fans. There's so, there's so many times you can be driving down a dark, rainy highway. And you know what I could listen to right now? Kanye West. Kanye West. I could be listening to uh, Late Registration. I could be listening to The Life of Pablo. I could be listening to Ye. I could be listening to Donda. Yeah, the answers are going to vary with every Kanye fan. Um... <laughs> But really, like, 808s and Heartbreak, to me, embodies a good nighttime album. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe it's because, let me tie it back to my ex, not to attribute too much to her, because she doesn't deserve it. But um, when when I broke up with her, I was like struggling so much for whatever reason. I, I and I I literally couldn't tell you why, but the one thing that like really got me through it was 808s and Heartbreak because I was like, man, if Kanye can go through like everything he did me being like, "Ooh, Kanye's mom died and his fiance cheated on him." My college girlfriend and I broke up. It's the same thing. Yeah. Um but I was like, if Kanye can like go through so much turmoil and basically be like i want to make a singing album and michael jackson be like you can make a singing album so he decided to make one i was like why not so i started spinning it and i was like this album is really fucking sad and i feel that way why not but it created like for those of you who have seen loki it was like a nexus level level event in the music industry like Mm -hmm. he birthed a sound that has since been expanded upon like a at least a dozen times. Yeah. Um, so to be able to like driving down a a dark highway while it's raining a little bit and maybe you're in your fields, maybe you're not, but to hear like uh Heartless, Love Lockdown, Street Lights, even Pinocchio story, and you get to hear that one girl go <laughs> about like three minutes into it, I don't I can't think of a better album. I mean, I could think of a few, maybe. But for me, at least, I love 808s and Heartbreak that much. Like, it, it really just speaks to me. And it, like, the vibes are on, like, entirely. Mm-hmm. And I oftentimes think of, like, a uh, like old school, like, PlayStation 2, like, racing game. 
uh, Gran Turismo. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes like, and or you can apply it to like any game you want. Make it Need for Speed. I don't care. But um, even if like the weather changes and it's raining, like you could just experience that by putting in your headphones or earphones or AirPods yeah. non-spawn. Your um, skull candy. Your skull candy. <laughs> your skull candy Bluetooth. Uh, what are the danglies? Yeah, you know I mean? your turtle beaches. Yeah, turtle beaches. Uh, but no, on a serious note, like, Adoitz and Heartbreak really embodies like that feeling of just like, kind of like a pessimistic, but at the same time it's going to be okay despite feeling sad outlook. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like braving the storm almost. Yeah. And if you guys take away anything out of the word vomit that I just said, let it be that last sentence because that was the, that was the golden piece of what I was yeah. saying. The PS de resistance. Ah. You're braving the storm when you're driving through the, through the rain. rain. I can't stand the rain. <laughs> um, I guess I feel like any of my like favorite like albums I could probably play. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like the one that kind of like best suits that situation and like kind of encapsulates that feeling and just kind of like the feeling of like driving in the rain on a cold and stormy night. Cold and stormy night. Uh, I feel like for me it would probably be Igor. Oh my god! Yeah, um, Igor is like my. It's probably my comfort album, um, even though it's literally the worst comfort album you could ever fucking have. Because it's like, oh, I just went through this terrible fucking breakup slash situationship. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna listen to Igor, and it's gonna make me feel so much better right now. Mm-hmm. And then you uh, you get to like uh, puppet, and you're like. Oh, and then, uh, then you get to, are we still friends? And you're just fucking bawling. And you're like, what's happening right now? We should do that, uh, Igor, but it's only my voice. Yes. It's just me and you. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. That's Igor's Solange and Lil Uzi Vert on that first song on Igor's theme, just in case you guys didn't yeah. know. Uh, that's another. Uh, let me let me finish with Igor first. Um, but yeah, Igor, uh, I feel like it's it's such a. I describe it as like B, BPD the album um, for okay. anybody that uh, doesn't know uh, BPD is borderline personality disorder. I was diagnosed with it two years ago. Um, it's, it's fun. It's a fun, it's a fun, crazy time. What if I was like, I'm leaving the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, Oh, okay. Sorry. (laughs) But yeah, uh, BPD is, uh, it's just like, has to do a lot with like abandonment issues and just kind of like, um, 
how one perceives relationships and how one acts in relationships and how they'll kind of do whatever. It's like people pleasing the disease. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Um, and it's that's a lot more sim- simple than like what it actually is. There's like a lot of like, it's not good. It's not a good thing. It's the Bojack Horseman of illnesses. Yeah, basically. Um, but yeah, so, and I feel like Igor is like the only... Igor and I fucking uh, I fucking hate you, love you off of Wolf are like the perfect ways to like describe how it feels. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like this kind of like like love equals pain kind of thing where it's just like I know that this is constantly hurting me, but the feeling of being away from this right now is so uncomfortable and so unbearable to me. I don't know how to get away from it. Um, and I feel like that kind of fits this idea of like driving in the rain. Cause when I think of driving in the rain, I think of me having like a manic episode and I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to drive. Um, so I don't kill myself. Uh, so uh, yeah, that's what, I, that's what I, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think Igor is that kind of manic kind of energy of just like, here we go. Like, this is going to pass soon, but right now it feels like this endless cycle of me constantly pining over this person and, like, it hurting me over and over and over again. Um, And I want to get out of it, but I can't because if I get out of it, I'll be sad. But I'm sad right now. But, yeah. Um, So, yeah. Uh, Igor. And then also... You mentioned Solange. Um, what's the name of her last album? Um, I can't. I can't think of it. Let me. Let me pull it up. Uh, uh no, because I'm gonna say it and it's gonna make me upset that I was literally wrong. Uh, oh, we got a Snapchat from Gabe. If y'all still talking, tell them, gang. I said, what's up and much love. All right. Well, Too bad that's, that's gonna get cut up. <laughs> No, um, guys, Gabe said, what's up? Um, so that's exactly what Gabe said. Uh, hi, Gabe. I miss you. I wish you were here. We're having a good time. We're all going to have a good time together soon. Uh, Solange. She is so fine. Mm -hmm. When I get home. Yes. Um, when I get home, it's like the complete opposite of Igor almost where it's like I feel like uh, it's this very like ethereal kind of like experience where it's just like you feel like you're you're floating you feel like you're in space time seeing the atoms combine the space time continuum <laughs> yeah um, and I feel like that's like it kind of matches that vibe of just like that eerie but also kind of comforting feeling that like a downpour or like a storm kind of like provides where it's Mm -hmm. like oh like the soft click clack on the roof is kind of click clack moo click clack moo is kind of calming me down right now but then like every now and again there's like a strike of thunder and you're like oh shit i'm scared Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's how i feel like uh, when i get home is where it's just like you'll be sitting there also, first time I listen to When I Get Home, I do not smoke a lot because every time I smoke, I just have panic attacks. Really? Yeah. So That's sad. Yeah, it's very sad. Everybody's like, oh, it makes my anxiety so much better. Oh, fuck you. Cool. I'm glad. <laughs> um, 
but every time I smoke, like I get super paranoid. And uh, one time I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to smoke. It was when I, when I got get home, like first came out, I was like, I want to smoke and I'm going to listen to this new Solange. Album. Okay. And I was, I was so high where I was like, <laughs> I was like manually breathing. Do you know what oh, I mean? Oh no. You manually, are now manually breathing. Yeah. And I just had to like talk myself through it. And then like, I was also like, high that I was like having like childhood flashbacks to like (laughs) (laughs) childhood flashbacks to like fucking like the sensory like baby videos you know what I mean are you serious yeah like the fucking uh baby Einsteins where it's like a fucking tin monkey going boop 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 that sounds like the worst experience yeah. you could maybe yeah. ever have I was having I was having that like while I was li- listening to when I get home and like it was a very like it was a very surreal experience, but it was also really great. Like I wish I wish I could have that experience every time I get high because there were a lot of moments where I was just absolutely petrified. Yes, <laughs> like there there's like it's like the opening, like the first song on the album. It goes on like the opening goes on for so fucking long, and I was like, this what is happening? This album will be the death of me. This album will be the death of me. But then like you get into it, and it's just like all these like ethereal fucking beep boop bops and you're like oh this is this is it and then you like start imagining like uh baby einstein's like the fucking the water and like that like hourglass that like flows up and it's like different colored bubbles yeah like this is great and then it goes back and it's like the the monkey and your little (laughs) rain stick that you got from like an aquarium and it's like (laughs) and you flip it back over and it's like Yeah, that's that's exactly it. That's uh that's how it feels. I know we were talking about like uh raining uh Oh and I brought it back to the rain stick. Yeah. The wow. rain stick. But yeah, it's uh it's a good album to listen to when you're high, honestly. I think because you like that's such a layered album, like the mix oh, for and sure. like how many layers same with Igor, like how many layers there are on the album, like every time you fucking listen to it, you're gonna catch something different. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to follow like a different kind of like path to like the song itself. Um, so yeah, both those albums completely different, but they both encapsulate that feeling in a different way of driving in the rain at night kind of thing. I think that makes sense. I know that was just like a lot of word. No, I mean, honestly, I feel like we're at the point in the podcast and we're also at the point in both of our respective drinks mm-hmm. where we're just we start talking and the the sentence and story ends where it does yeah um but also like i'm cool with it and yeah. i understood what you were saying yeah. like i was i was an active participant so thank you for sharing i think that was that was really good and i agree with both of your answers completely yeah I, not like i can disagree with them yeah like no you're wrong that's not a rain album um but no, absolutely in every right uh you are correct and i relate and i think the way that you described them was very good Thank you. You're so welcome. Little old me. <laughs> Little old me. Um, and then I think I have maybe one more question, and then we can wrap this one up in a tight little bow. Um, so you said that... Who did you say was your favorite band car seat headrest yeah car seat headrest why is car seat headrest your favorite band um okay so car seat headrest came to me at a very interesting point in, point they in my life what to you 
they came in me. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, good for car seat headrest. Yeah. It was a very beautiful moment. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, car seat headrest, like, uh, I started listening to them, like, heavily, probably my junior year in high school. Okay. And um, a lot of their music has to deal with kind of, like, um, sexual orientation and, like, growing up in a small town because the lead singer is from Williamsburg, Virginia. I did not know that. He went to VCU. Um, His first music video was actually filmed in the honors college. These are all things that I don't think I maybe, I maybe knew that last part, but I didn't know that he was from Williamsburg. Yeah, He was from Williamsburg, Virginia. Um, So he grew up like small town, Virginia, Uh a lot of just like Republicans and just like, you grow up in a small town, you have, <laughs> you have like, uh, these kind of like, uh, ideations and like how people, how you think people should perceive you and how you should act kind of thing. Um, and a lot of their like early music deals with that idea, but also how one acts out against that. So it's like the edgy, like, Oh, like fuck your small town. Like I'm going to, drive drunk um but like not glamorize it i'm gonna make a whole song about how driving drunk is very deadly and is a super self-sabotage move because you don't know how to express yourself emotionally um Mm. so like a lot of their music kind of like deals with like those ideas and like how being kind of like confined to like your gender or your kind of sexual orientation how that can be like damaging to you in the long run and how that kind of um, manifests. Um, Like my favorite album from them and one of my favorite album of all time, uh, Twin Fantasy is- Good album. Very good album. I've listened to it because of you. Yes, (laughs) very good. Do you listen to Mirror to Mirror or Face to Face? Sorry. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, there's, there's two different versions of the album. There's a reason for that because the it's a concept album that deals with um falling in love with someone of the same sex as you um and kind of how that um how that it's it's that falling in love with someone of the same sex as you but also the codependency of having that first relationship where you're like oh this is who i am this is how i feel and this is the first person that I can openly love kind mm-hmm. of thing. And it deals with that whole idea of like codependency and uh, coming out for the first time and like living with with that person and like how it all can unravel and how um, these kind of like first experiences with same sex love can be very uh, turbulent or like... Uh, yeah, turbulence is the word that I'm looking for. Tumultuous. Okay. What's, some, what's another word? Um, I don't have my uh, I don't have my thesaurus on me. My fault. Yeah, turbulent, uh, tumultuous. Like, it yeah. talks about that, and um, like there's there's like these, like, Twin Fantasy is an album with two songs that are like 16 minutes long. One's like Beach Life and Death. Which, that is true. Yeah talks about the whole beginning and end of the relationship 
And then like, it's kind of like Igor's theme on Igor where it's like, this is the pretense. This mm-hmm. is everything that this album is going to talk about. Here you go. And then you get the rest of the album. Um, and that's what like beach life and death is. It's just like a quick, like, Oh, I read the back of the book and I know the summary now. Here we go. Um, and then the final song on the album is uh famous prophets, uh, stars. If, uh, you listen to the 2019 version and it's like the 16 minute epic that is describing like the feeling of being found and then you feel so found and then having that kind of like comfort of being found but having that so like taken away from you and like it's like that comfort of being found for the first time being taken away from you and you being back in the situation that you were trying to escape for so long and like it just takes that feeling and it fucking drags it out for 16 minutes and it's it's one of the like we were talking about earlier it's one of those songs where like i don't have fun listening to it Mm -hmm. but it's also like this this is like this is this is what i love from like love about music is like it can grab such specific feelings that like you can't fully describe until you hear it kind of thing where it's just like i don't know how to describe how like it feels to kind of like come out of your shell and like like be who you are uh like i don't know how to describe that the only way that i can like show you how that feels is like to play like it's okay to cry by sophie or like um uh fucking my uh, my boy by like twin fan or car seat headdress um like all those kind of songs where it's like oh like this is how it feels to like finally know who i am Mm -hmm. kind of thing um so yeah and like that's why i love car seat headrest i know that was such a long fucking window no i don't even care if it's fucking long because at the end of the day like and i'm gonna let you continue what you're saying but i think what you're saying like not only does it need to be said you're speaking your own truth and Mm -hmm. i really appreciate that so i'm i'm more than willing to continue to hear you out okay so so yeah (laughs) but yeah um I mentioned earlier, like, uh, what version did you listen to? Like in jest, like I mentioned it, like, uh, but like the reason I bring that up is because the album that it was written about, um, is written about, uh, this person named Kate Wirtz, um, who does all of the artwork for car seat headrest. They're like, they're friends now. Mm-hmm. They're, they went through like a whole lot of things, things. Um, but, uh, will, uh, Toledo, like the lead singer of Car Seat Headrest, decided to re-record the whole album um, because Kate transitioned um, from male to female. Okay. So to kind of like keep that history intact, but also kind of update the album and kind of like, this is how much I've grown since I recorded it in 2011. Um, he re-recorded the album, corrected all like the pronouns, uh, changed the kind of like sound, changed the narrative a bit. Um, and kind of like change that last song, Famous Prophets, that I was talking about earlier, um, and like added like an extra four minutes to it. Um, that kind of like wraps up about how, like, yes, like I was found and then I was lost again, but now we both had to be lost to 
find who we truly were. We found who we were together, but we didn't find out who we were as people kind of thing. Mm. Um, so, and that's what that, that whole like, uh, like four minutes that was added to Famous Prophets was about. And why I like that version so much more because it's kind of like, it's kind of like putting a bow tie on the end of the story. Mm -hmm. And like, it's also like, you can see how much they've grown as artists since uh, they like recorded their first album or like Twin Fantasy in like 2011 in their car kind of thing. Um, But yeah, that album means a lot to me. And can I mention that other album? Can I mention like two more albums? Sure. Go crazy. Ah! Um, Yeah. Like I feel like twin fantasy, like that came to me like at uh, like junior year. Um, And that's when I was like, really like I was dealing with a lot. Like I didn't really know who I was and like, but I knew I wasn't who I was. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I knew that I was projecting something that wasn't, who I really was. I was being the jester. I was being what people wanted to be like at that time, mm-hmm. wanted me to be at that time. Yeah. Um, and like, it was, it just like, it wasn't fun. Like I now know that like it mentally like fucked with me kind of thing. And like from going to therapy and stuff, but like none of those emotions I knew at that time, but like I knew that feeling because like I had that feeling and then I was like able to kind of like manifest that feeling through the music. And then I feel like an album that kind of like made, not made me realize who I was like, I'm going to take a little bit of credit for myself. (laughs) Um, was, uh, uh, every pearls on inside by Sophie. Um, which like, I, I've been a fan of Sophie, like I knew about Sophie before I even knew about like Charlie R 100 Gex oh, because wow. um, I heard this song uh, off their album product, um, which was just like a kind of like a collection of like a bunch of singles. Um, and there was a song called uh, VVZE uh, Vise or something like that. And it's, it's just, it's just a, it's just a banger. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. so, it's so fun. It's so upbeat. Um, I'll play a little snippet right here. Shake, shake, shake it up and make it fizz. If that's what you want to do. If that's what you want to do. How'd you guys like that snippet? How'd you like that snippet? Comment down below and in, in, in the invisible comment box yeah. that we keep talking about. Um, but yeah, so I like I fell in love with their music uh, from like listening to like all those singles and like a lot of it, like I listened to it and I was like, I don't really like this kind of thing. Um, but then uh, their album, Every Pearls on Inside came out um, and like, uh, the the single it's okay to cry came out and that's the first thing like i listened to before i listened to the album because i was like oh like this is what they wanted to like present the album as Mm -hmm. so i listened to that and like i feel like it's such that song is so important to anybody i feel like 
anybody that has had gender identity issues are like have had a trans experience or something like that it's it's a it's a song that kind of bees like is like i know who you are and you know who you are and it's okay that you are like that you might not like how you look on the outside but i think your inside is the most beautiful part of you kind of thing Mm -hmm. um and it's just like that constant reinforcement in that song is uh such such an important thing to be like told um at like a time where you're trying to figure out who you are because like it's hard when you don't like how you look or it's hard when you kind of wish you were perceived a different way even though the perception that people are gonna uh, view you in is a binary perception that they have kind of grown up grown up with but you kind of want to be in this in between you don't want to be seen as the person people say you are Mm -hmm. um and like it's okay to cry was the first time that like i heard a song and i was like this like i feel i feel seen like i i know i know this feeling i know who i am now Mm -hmm. now i just have to be comfortable enough to like let people know and then it took two years for me to be like oh (laughs) um but uh that album and like that single most importantly meant so much um and then like the passing of sophie is such a uh I feel like I, I'm not really I've never really been impacted by like the loss of an artist uh, until like uh, like the loss of Sophie, because they were such like a important figure, um, like for like the trans community and like the non-binary community and just like hyper pop in general. And like so many people connected to them because of that feeling that I was talking about because like a lot of people didn't, didn't know how to express it and like, didn't have that validation from somebody. Um, and then like Sophie gave that to so many people. And then like her passing was like, it was like losing a friend almost where it's mm-hmm. like the person that made me feel comfortable is like gone now. And like, how am I supposed to deal with this? Um, and there's no way you can deal with it except just listen to the album like a hundred times, thousand times. Yeah, and then go from like having like a hundred scrabbles of every pearls <laughs> on, on the inside to like a thousand in like a week. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, that uh, that album, um, and then like just to get away from it's code, it's okay to cry is like um, there's songs like uh. uh is it cold in the water? Um, an infatuation, um, whole new world. Like these are songs that are like, like it's so. It, uh, sorry, um, what was I talking about? You're Fucking, talking about uh, Sophie's work. You're talking about. You said it, is, it cold, in yeah, you is said, it cold in the water? Yeah, is it cold in the water? Is like a song that kind of uh, encapsulates that feeling of like, okay, I know who I am now. And I know I want people to know who I am, but 
am I going to feel welcomed when I step out into this kind of like this river kind of thing? Mm -hmm. When I step into this body of water, am I going to feel warm and welcome? Or is it going to feel like I'm drowning? Um, And like that, the whole reason I love, like, I think, uh, is it cold in the water and infatuation are like perfect songs because they, they flow right into each other perfectly. Um, and, uh, it's one of those things where like, it's, uh, is it cold in the water is like, how is it going to feel? Like, what is it going to be like? And then infatu- uh, infatuation is like, you're in the water, you feel welcomed and you now are infatuated with how you feel mm-hmm. and you're infatuated with how people perceive you. And then like, it goes into like, um, I think it goes into immaterial after that. And then it's just like, and it's just like, I think, I think that album's such, it's like, nothing's described. Like, like I, like I'm non-binary, but I'm like, I'm not trans. So I haven't like, gone on like the trans journey like being non-binary is part of like the trans spectrum but it's like i don't have to go through as much as someone that is transitioning because like that's a lot and like that's a whole ball a whole different ball game um that's some more (laughs) that's some more um but yeah like i think nothing like encapsulates that journey more than like every pearls on the inside. Um, and that's why like, I think twin fantasy and every pearls on the inside are so important to like who I am now and like how I grew into who I am now. Um, because like it helped, like, I know this may be corny or like cheesy, but like music really does, it helps you iron out how you're feeling. Cause mm-hmm. like you can like, you can have a broad idea of like, I'm angry. I'm sad. I'm horny. I'm all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm horny. I'm sad. I'm lonely. I'm like, but to like have a song that kind of dissects that and be like, Oh, well, you're not just sad. You're, you're empty because you don't feel accepted or you don't know who you are. And to like, kind of like express that it helps you process that feeling more. And you're like, oh okay like i might be sad but like i kind of know the root now and i know where to like start from and that's why i have a friend that's like why do you always listen to sad music all the time um and it's like i listen to sad music one because i like it and just fuck off i like what i like Mm -hmm. um and two like i don't view it as sad music i view it as like this is something that i connect to and like it's helping me through something right now and mm-hmm. like that's all i need that's all i want if i'm sad i'm sad and i'm listening to it but sometimes i'm happy and i'm listening to it because like it connects me to a certain point in my life where i was going through something do you know what i mean yeah um so i don't know music's pretty cool and you know landon to kind of wrap it up in a neat little bow bow tie as you said earlier um i think 
everything that you just said is is so eloquently eloquently put. I mean, obviously our target demographic probably is is like what the fuck are you talking about? Mm-hmm. But I think what you just said is so important. Mm-hmm. I think everything that you said about music again, starting at Car Seat Had Rest, going through Sophie into um the whole spectrum that is LGBTQIA+, let me get all the letters in there, and symbols, um, and even just like your relationship with music via emotion. Like there's not, the way I see music is there's not a a song that exists that, or sh- let me rephrase, any emotion that you're feeling for any particular reason there is a song about that. There is a song that will speak to that emotion. Mm-hmm. Whether you have found it yet, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But that's why I love music so much. As an art form, music is always there for you. Yeah. And I feel like Gabe and I said on the last episode, like music really is like the cure-all. Like, shit, you could be lonely as fuck in your room one night and you just throw something on to clear your thoughts and it, and it literally will. And I want to say that, I mean, you guys listening wouldn't know this. We said it earlier in the episode, but, um, Len and I were pretty close in high school. Um, so close that my mom would yell at them for speeding in the car with me. Mm -hmm. Um, but not to say I like, our relationship fell off and like, you know, people like go to college and and grow and go other places or whatever. I'm also terrible at like keeping in touch with people and talking to people and texting people. I'm also really bad at that. I have like over 300 unread messages. We're, we're approaching 400. Please don't try and text me. If it's important, call me or something. I don't know. Um, and if you have my phone number, that means you're important. Just send um, me an email. yeah, send no, cause those are 25,000 unread emails. You stand a 0% chance of getting a response. Um, but just, this is the first time I have been in a room with Landon in probably over three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to say we're in the Brockhampton room. Oh, we were in the... Well, that was three years ago. Was that three years ago? 2022, 2019. Well, it's like two and a half years ago. That's crazy. But still, like... Yeah. Even then, we we are completely different people. Mm -hmm. And I want to say that having been your friend since my freshman, maybe sophomore year of high school, I'm so proud of you. And I know it... Yep. Landon just hit a whip. I just hit one too. (laughs) Celebratory whip. Um, not to get too deep. Well, we already got really deep on the podcast episode, but, um, this this episode pulls back to We really did. We really got everything in there Mm -hmm. from the funny fucking lasagna to, uh, talking about (laughs) non-binaryism and stuff. But I mean, just again, as a, as a cis, uh, questionably straight person obviously Mm -hmm. it's a spectrum um i can't imagine what it must be like to even begin to just figure all of that out Mm -hmm. and as an ally and your friend i'm so proud of you and i'm happy to have you involved on the pod i think this is a great episode i said it 
in another episode. I don't give a shit if this has zero listeners. I don't care if it has a million. I think what we're doing here is really spectacular Mm -hmm. and I think it needs to be heard and I think we're doing great things and I I can't say it enough. I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy to have you along for it and um, I think that is what we will call the episode. Um, Objection. Oh, okay. I just want to, I want to bring up one more thing. I know we're like an hour and like 30 minutes into this. Yeah. But I feel like we need to talk about Denzel's new album. Okay. Let's do I, it. I know like Gabe, like Gabe will probably talk about it next time he's on. But, um, not my eyes, see your future. Um, Denzel's fifth studio album, I want to say. That sounds oh. correct. Cause we have the. Imperial, Taboo. Uh-huh, taboo, Zoo. Zoo. Unlocked. Unlocked. Yeah. Yeah. Denzel's fifth studio album um, is very, very good. And it is really good. uh, I feel like, so I wasn't really into, I never got into Denzel until Taboo um, because little, little me was like, JPEG Mafia. I just heard this album, Veteran. Love it. Um, Oh, JPEG Mafia is on this song with, uh, Zillakami and Denzel Curry. I haven't listened to them before. And uh, I heard Vengeance and I was like, oh, this this is a great sound. I want to listen to the whole album. And that's how I discovered Denzel. Um, so Taboo, Zoo, Unlocked are like the th- three albums that I listen to primarily by Denzel. Like mm-hmm. I haven't really listened to like Imperial that much. Um. And it's so crazy to hear Denzel and how much he's grown, but also still be so consistently great mm-hmm. um, in like any endeavor he does. Because every single album that he's done has had like a different sound, a different vibe, a different feel. And that kind of like brings us like we, we went from like Taboo, which was this kind of like, I wouldn't say metal, but it was this kind of. How would, how would I describe it? It's like it's almost like grungy rap yeah, in a way. Yeah, it feels like if Nirvana made like a rap album. For sure. It's like, it's that feeling. And then you go from that to like Zoo, which is just like Southern rap, trap, like incarnate kind of thing. And then you go to Unlocked, which is just kind of like MF Doom, like appreciation, kind of like that whole entire like feeling. And now you get to... uh, melt my melt my eyes see my future and it's this very kind of like acid rappy uh kind of heady um i I feel like i've used ethereal a lot this episode i wouldn't say this album's ethereal i would say this album is more like it feels like it feels like a movie almost yeah it feels yeah it feels like a movie it feel it just feels complete um it feels almost jazzy at times as well. Uh, R&B. Like, there's so many, like, different influences in this album. There's spoken word yeah. in it. And I think, like, it's one of Denzel's most, uh, like, I wouldn't say straightforward, but kind of, like, direct. Like, with its messaging and, like, what the point it's trying to get across is kind of thing. Like, the first like it's the most open Denzel's been because like on the first track it talks about him being like 
sexually assaulted yeah. as like a kid and it's like it's this very kind of like eye-opening experience i know it's like no my eyes see your future but like it is that kind of like you are seeing a different side of denzel and like you're not you're not getting as many like bars about like cartoons or like whatever yeah <laughs> yeah you're getting bars that like deal with like covid and uh just like his brother dying his brother dying um there, there's just there's a what's um that one track pulling out my worst, phone worst comes to worst okay is like uh it basically was talking about like everything that like happened like with the protest and like um uh like all of those things and like how like the capital like the whole capital situation occurred and like how those people were treated versus like the protests. Like I forget what like the actual bar is, but like it was something like talking about that. And I feel like that's what this album really does is it kind of encapsulates everything that happened over the last two years mm-hmm. from a pers- like a perspective that actually like has experience and like knows I'm not going to say knows what's going on, but like has a different perspective and like can make you like understand or kind of like sympathize Mm -hmm. or know where they're coming from. Cause like, this is somebody that went to school with Trayvon Martin um, and like uh, saw the death of Trayvon Martin when like they were, I think they were, he was in like second grade or something like that. Denzel was and like, um, so yeah, like he's gone through a lot. Like he like X uh, yeah. slept on his couch for like two years. And like, so he's lost a lot of people and it's just like, he's only two years older than me. So, and like, he's gone through a lot. He's a very like age soul. And this album like really shows that. I know I just talked a whole bunch, but you talk about how you. No, I mean, completely. Uh, I was, I'm not going to say I was late to this album. I don't even know why I was about to start the sentence like that. I didn't even have to say this sentence out loud, but let me just go ahead and double down on it. Um, I didn't have the opportunity because, you know, with most on the CPU, um, there's a cat in the room again. Cat's out of the bag. Um, don't. moment of silence for the almost catastrophe grab, grab, the keyboard. grab the keyboard i'm grabbing the keyboard we're moving the keyboard just a little bit don't get any ideas hi okay okay all right um but basically a really big part of music right now is staying up until midnight waiting for an album to drop on a friday and then listening to it mm-hmm. um i didn't have the opportunity to listen to this album until probably like a couple days later mm-hmm. and you know twitter was flooded with like goat album of the year and i'm always oh okay oh my gosh <laughs> um i'm always really apprehensive i i like to form my own opinion obviously as should you and everybody else um but I went into it with an open mind and I listened to it while I was taking a shower and I was just like, wow, like, and of course I knew this album was going to be a banger because, um, the lead single walk in mm-hmm. completely unlike any other Denzel track <gasps> I've heard before. 
Okay, we're good. Okay. Um, I, one second. Sorry. I'm just going to grab the keyboard. I'm just going to sit in my lap for the rest of this uh, episode. Okay. Are we good? Yeah, we're good. Fantastic. So she just, uh, Lakeith uh, zoomed in uh, on the oh. feed. Uh, so it scared me because I was like, did you just delete everything? I did. I did look over at the feed and I saw um, what I didn't see before. And I was like, hmm, we lost the podcast episode. <laughs> um, but anyways, Mount My Eyes, See Your Future a uh, great album. I I really did enjoy it. I probably enjoy it more than any other Zeltron uh project that I've heard before and at this point I've heard everything except for his first album I believe which is Imperial. Mm-hmm. Um so I mean obviously you've got Walkin, you've got let's say oh I like Mental. Obviously the first song uh, Melt Session number 1. Um Troubles featuring T-Pain. I did not expect T-Pain to deliver. I mean, what was I thinking? Not expecting him to. Yeah. But it, it worked a thousand times better than I thought it would. Um, and then the ills. I mean, I just think X-Wing, Angels, I could keep... San, Sanjiro. I, this album's great. Mm-hmm. As far as album of the year conversation goes, it's up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still really keen on the uh currency album that came out recently how is that oh it's really good actually um i'm not very hip to currency but uh, the title is continuance it's it's currency and the alchemist Mm -hmm. uncle al um and i just i'm completely hip in every way i think it's i think it's fantastic i think it's a good length i'm all about good length albums uh but to kind of tie it back to denzel Melt My Eyes, See Your Future sits at 45 minutes and it kind of flies by, honestly, Mm -hmm. like with just the way that everything is kind of, uh, for lack of a better word, like put together, Mm -hmm. like the sequencing is really good and albums like that, I think stand out the most to me. Uh, you could put an hour long album in my face and if it feels like it was maybe like 30 to 45 minutes, like I'll be really impressed. Mm -hmm. And that's how I feel about that. Honestly, it feels like it's maybe like a 30 minute album Mm -hmm. at longest yeah at its longest at you know whatever you guys get what i was trying to say but um it's just a great album um and i would recommend you guys listen to it and i'm sure landon feels the same way yeah most definitely most def i will definitely check out this currency album because uh alchemist is one of my favorite producers in the game right now yeah um uh this song of ours or is that what it's called this thing no this thing of ours uh, one and two from last year are like some of my favorite EPs of last year. Um, you have like Mike Earl, Z Loopers, uh, mm-hmm. Bruiser Brigade, like all of these different artists, like Vince Staples. There's a, there's a song on uh, this thing of ours two with Vince Staples. It's the final track. And it's like, it's actually like beautiful. It's like heartbreaking. I didn't even know that this thing of ours two existed. Yeah. Because all I see is this thing of ours, which I like just, I like stumbled across it incidentally and I listened mm-hmm. to all of it, but. Mm. This thing of ours too, really good. Oh, okay. So it's released under the singles instead of an album. This thing uh, of ours was released as an album, mm-hmm. but this one, it specifies that it's just a, uh, an EP. So I'll go ahead and 
download that. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. See, this is like something I didn't even know existed. That's great. Yeah. That, uh, that, there's two like EPs, like they make up an album basically. And like, it's one of my favorite albums from last year. Um, so yeah, I will definitely check out that currency, uh, album. But yeah. Denzel's, uh, know my eyes, see your future is probably like in my top three for this year. For sure. Like, uh, I think the only things that are above it, it's my favorite hip hop album of the year so mm-hmm. far. Mm-hmm. Um, like the only things above it are like the big thief, uh, Dragon New Warm Mountain, Do You Believe in Me? And uh, Black Country New Road, uh, Concord, I think is what it's called. Um, those are the only two albums that I would say are above it, but um, really good album. I would say it's uh, a nine to a 10. Okay. I... Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I think there are like some times where I listen to the album, like this could like lose like one song and I'd be like, okay. And I think that's like near the middle because mm-hmm. I feel like once Troubles kicks in, you got um, after Troubles, you got uh, the song with Rico, Jig, yeah. and Black, Black, Six Lack, Six Lack. And then right after that, you have um, X-Wing. And then right after that, you have the, the song with four, five, four, five, four. Sujuku. Su- yeah, San, the one where I was like, Sanjuro. Sanjuro? Sanjuro? Yeah. I don't want to say it wrong. It's like a four song run that mm-hmm. is like incredible. But like, I think there's like two songs before that where I'm like, you could cut one of these out. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that's that's it. That's all I got to say. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, well. How about the Mets? The Mets? Yeah, how about them? I, let's get that hockey. Field goal. Field, get a strike. Right, Hole in you one. Know how to end this. I do know how to end this, and that is my cue to end it. Um, thank you guys. If you've honestly, if you've made it this far in the episode, kudos to you. If you haven't made it this far in the episode and you never hear this, this doesn't pertain to you. Mm-hmm. Fuck off. Um, you, There's which a you, lot of which you already in have. This episode, There's, I apologize. There is a lot of cursing in the episode, and we'll just chalk it up to recording this at midnight. 10 o'clock p.m. and rolling through midnight. Yeah. Um, I had a really good time. Landon, I hope you had a really good time. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I, I hope we are able to all be in a room together. I sound like we're recording this like dirt, like 2020, like I hope one day we'll be able to be in a room together sometime soon. Um, let's get these zoom calls and these, let's get in a zoom together. Um, but, uh, had a great time. Hope to do this again sometime soon. Uh, keep listening every week. We will have things coming out for you. If this isn't a testament to that statement. I don't know what is. Um, thank you guys for listening. Landon, do you have any plugs? Uh, I deleted all my social media, so no. All right. Landon is, oh, I guess, uh, go watch my documentary that I made like two years ago. Murals. Uh, yeah. The missing muralist. Uh, it's on YouTube. Uh, go check it out. Yeah, please. And let us know what you think. Yeah. But don't let Landon know what you think because you can't reach them. Yeah. Um, let me know what you think <laughs> uh, by either DMing me at Zach Taco on Instagram at 
Kazak one one two two on Twitter or at what are you listening to RVA on Instagram, uh, which is a safe space for music listeners that I'm trying to develop in the Richmond area or the greater Richmond area, you know, uh, really whatever floats your boat or goats your float. Um, again, I had a great time this week, uh, on this episode and I really only see the quality increasing from here. Um, but yeah, that's all I have to say. So this is Taco signing off. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Uh-huh.